God is not just my God. It's you, God. And I'm not here just to try to be important. I'm here because you are important. You are the ones God want to speak to you. God want to give you a message that we all need to practice today. Today, we, we know that there are a lot of people falling away from, from believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and God Almighty. And a lot of us, we, we say that, that we praise God, that we know God, that we are we, we really praising God. Are we really believing that God Almighty, the one create all the earth by one sim, simple word that he said? He said, let it be. And there was. That's for the reason we're here. Because we have to make sure we remember the God, the God, the God of the creation. That's the God that's worth to praise him. That's the God that we're supposed to be as a Christian people, supposed to worship him, love him, and show him respect for who, we, who he is, not for who we are. A lot of us brothers we're trying to make God to our own image. But you have to remember, we are created in his image. And for that reason, we have to uh, honor him, respect him, love him, and praise him. Every, every moment that we are doing something, every moment that we, when we're working, when we're living in our home, when we're teaching our children, have to be uh, uh, obedience to us. We have to be, they have to be matched, the words that we say with the word of God. Because if, if they're not matching something, if we're trying to teach our children to praise God, to love God, to understand God, but we don't love him, we don't show that. We just tell him, okay, you go do this, you go do that, you go do that. You go to church, you go to a Sunday school, you go to this, and we're in the home. Who's teaching who? When we, when we praise God, when we love God, when we tell him, when we pray to God, they have to be exactly how our lives look like. This, this a white path that everybody up there to follow. Everybody outside these walls. And some of us in here, we, go, we like to... Uh, uh, Teach our children to obey, but we're not obedience. We're trying to teach our children how to behave, how to act in public, when we're not even acting the same way. We have to learn that the narrow road, why we in here in this earth today, is to be praising God. Because if we don't learn to praise him now, heaven not going to be like a Tyson Foods or like Husqvarna. The, you come with a title that they say, I'm a technician or I'm a mechanic or I'm whatever you are. But there's somebody on the side had to train you how to do your job. And the only reason I tell you this is because Tyson, a few years ago, hired me as a training all the maintenance men that come from school, that they got the title, that they are maintenance men in there. 
and I have to train them. Heaven is not like that. We have to learn right now how to praise him, walk in the narrow path. The narrow path is not something that we can walk off for a moment and come back into the narrow path. It's many exits. In the narrow road, there's many exits. Those exits are those that they're going to distract you from believing, from walking the narrow road that Jesus Christ walked for us. Like I said earlier, we're going to be in Matthew for a little bit. And I I want you to understand that the narrow road, there had to be learning how to praise God. Learning how to serve Him. And each one of us got put something deep in us that we want to be leaders, that we want to guide somebody. Well, we have to guide our families, our friends, our brothers, not by words, but by the way we live in our lives. Because the best thing, the best teacher is that one that lives a life that reflects the words of his mouth. In chapter 7 of Matthew, say that, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the road is broad that leads to destruction. Brothers, when you're walking outside these walls, you have to make sure, look around you, you acting like they're acting outside, you need to ask God, God, why I'm doing the way I'm doing? You speak the way people speak outside? You have to ask yourself, they aren't really truthfully serving God with all my, my life, with my, all my strength, with all my heart? That's the kind, that's the kind of God won a follower, but he wanted in truth and in the spirit. And there are many who go through it. Many. They mean, many still not even know who God is. We claiming to know God. We claiming that, that we know Jesus Christ, that we know we got no idea how to sing him, or we ashamed to sing him praises. Oh, we 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 wanna sing. We wanna come here, and somebody gonna sing. But they, we won't be acting like that person that they're singing in front is singing to us. We are church family. We belong to Jesus Christ. We have to learn how to praise him because. It's going to be no training, I promise you. In heaven, going to be no training. Either way, you're going to learn now how to praise God, or you're going to be up there with your arms crossed and wonder what you're doing in heaven. God is a God of perfection. God is expecting us to serve Him with all our hearts, our minds, our souls, Nobody's perfect. No think that that's because you 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 making a mistake, you are already lost. No, 
If you truly believe in what Christ did on the cross, and you worship him from your heart, and you try your best to teach your family, to teach your children how to worship their God that died on the cross for you and me, that's why men, first of all, supposed to start to learn how to train his kids, his family, to worship God in home first. Then you come here with brothers and sisters and get together. We all supposed to not the person singing and here is not singing to none of you. He's singing to somebody up there above all of us. And we have to make sure our voices or praises or love is all to him. Because we owe him that much. Make sure to make God your first priority, teaching your family and the people surrounding you who you are, why you're doing it. Explain people why you're serving a God Almighty. Because let me tell you one thing. His son, the suffering he went through when his son was bleeding on the cross for you and me, he's going to question you if you failing to do that. He deserves all the praises and all the glory and all the time that you're wasting, sometimes in a sport, sometimes uh, fishing, sometimes uh, you can, if you don't come here to praise him, to love him, to show him respect, and you think, oh, I can praise my God anywhere I'm at. Yeah, you probably will, but let me tell you, in home, you say I praise him in home, it's a lot of chances that you're not going to do it. You, you're going to you go give you time to television, recreation, sports, family, wife, children. All that are good for recreation, but not for life. You have to make God your first priority. I will read you something that is very important in Deuteronomy 6, 6, and 7. Remember this. These words that I am giving you today are to be in your heart. Repent. Feed them to your children. Talk about them when you sit on your house and when you walk along the road, when you lay down and when you get up. There's no excuses for us. It probably, I, I, I go give you something more hard than any other. It's more easy for the Israelites fail to acknowledge Jesus Christ when he come to this earth. It's more easy for them. There's going to be a lot of more, less hard on them to fail to recognize Jesus Christ when he come last time. You know why? Because that was God, the only thing they got that was the Old Testament. For us, it's not excuse. 
We got the full word of God. If we fail him, if we fail the test, if we fail to worship him, we fail to teach our children, we fail to, to love our wives, love our enemies, love our neighbors, if we fail that, if we fail to worship him, we cannot say this by ignorance. We can fail because we want to fail. First Timothy 1, 12 to 17. And look at this. You're going to say, this is just for the, the leaders of the church, which we, we, we was praying earlier about it. But let me tell you, Father. Let me tell you, Mother. If you are the leader of your home, this is for you. This is not just for the leaders or inside the church. This part it's for you because you're claiming the part that there we say, God the Father. We put Father in there. Okay? You are a leader of your home. There's no excuse for you to say, it's only for the leaders of the church. This is for you too. I give thanks to Christ Jesus Lord who has strengthened me because he considered me faithful and appointed me to the ministry, okay? We, we, we will say, oh, he's talking about priests and preachers. No. He given you somebody under yourself to preach their children and teach their children of the ways of the Lord. You have to make sure those children know who God is and how to praise them, how to serve them, how to the ability to understand. I, I'm not going to, uh, I, I go tell you something. That God gave me so much pleasure while I was preparing this, this uh, preaching for today. My little son up there, he was writing things down to, from the Bible and he said, I go preach you, daddy. I, I go show you what I, I come out from the Bible. That boy up there, and you know who? I'm not going to claim the reason why he's doing that. I go give all the praises to God because he can tell you, he can memorize verses, he can read the Bible. But you know something? I, I tell him, I say, that's because our Father which are in heaven give us the ability to worship him, to love him, to obey him. And that's, that's a great feeling when your children can read the Bible to you. One who was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, an arrogant man, since it was out of ignorance. You see, before we, we, before we know God's word, 
before we, we was able to acknowledge Jesus Christ and God the Father, we can say we was ignorant. We would don't know what we was doing. But after we read God's word, after we hear God's word, after we praise him one time, after we acknowledge that he's God Almighty, after that we acknowledge that he hung on the cross for me personally and for you. You have to claim that personally. After you acknowledge all that, it's not excuse, it's not ignorance. You like to fail God when you not worship him the way he's deserved to be worshipped. That's the God that the create, of the creation. That I had acted in unbelief and I received mercy. And the grace of our Lord overflow along with the faith and love they are in Christ Jesus. This saying is trustworthy and deserving a full acceptance. Jesus Christ came to the world to save sinners. And I, we, I, I can tell you for sure, I'm the chief of sinners. Like Paul say. You know why? Because my sins hang him on the cross and he was bleeding for me. And every sin that I make every day or I commit before he forgive me, I put pain on him. That's the God that deserves all the praises and glory that we can give him. That's the God that when we feel like all the earth is caving on top of us, we can say, thank you, Lord. Because that's how we're supposed to be, uh, give him thanks, not just when we got the uh, uh, brand new car or the brand new home or the new furniture or whatever, new four-wheeler or new boat. We're happy. We give him thanks. Oh, he made me accomplish these things. But when all the earth is caving in us, we have to break down and worship him. Because that's he never gave up. When he was just a few minutes before he died, he said, God forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. You send my sins, everybody's sins, hang him on the cross. And that blood that he was bleeding, that's the one covered you sins and mine for us to be able to present ourselves in front of Almighty God. And we had to learn that. We had to learn the importance to learn how to praise him. And I can say, like Paul saying here, I am the worst of them, the sinners. But I receive mercy because of this. So they, in me, the worst of them, Christ Jesus mighty, demonstrate the utmost patience, as the example to those who would believe in him for eternal life. Now, to the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. And that's the God that deserves to be worshipped.
and not delay the worship of God because that would be terrible. And I will show you why. Romans 14 teaches why it's going to be bad for you and me if we not pay attention to that. Romans 14, 11 and 12. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow to me, and every tongue will give praise to God, so that each of us will give an account of himself to God. Do you want to you wanna be able to sit in front of him and understand that your sins have been paid for? That you're going to be in front of him and already know how to worship him. How to, when he asks you, why should I forgive you? You'll be able to say, God, because I worship your son, Jesus Christ. I believe in him. I believe in his death. I believe in his resurrection. I believe that he's the son of you, son. And I worship him all the days of my life. That's the God. He, that's the word that he want to hear from you. And you want to hear these words. Well done, faithful servant. That's the more, the best words that you ever going to hear when God say, well done, faithful servant. Because those words entitle you to live with him forever and ever and ever. You think 60 years, 70 years, 100 years, you think that's long? Think of forever. Because there will be a time that they're going to be the time will be spare. There's going to be no time. We don't have to worry about how old we get or how uh, pain on the knees or anything like that. We're going to spend all eternity and every chance we get, we go singing holy, holy, holy. And that's, today is we preparing for that day. we preparing for the day that we're able to praise him and love him and show him respect and show him that we're not just ourselves, that we bring him praises from our kids, from our wives, from our family members, from our friends surrounding us, from brothers and sisters as a group of believers. That's the kind of life that we're going to be able to present God with. Now, with when, when we get to heaven, He's not going to ask us how many brand new cars we got. He's going to ask us what you do with the brand new car that I give you. How many people you pick up that there was going to ride to go get groceries or how many people you take to the hospital when they was dying how many people you use their car to deliver food to somebody that was hungry 
material things in this earth. It's just that, material things. We're going to leave them behind. What we, we do with the things that he entrusts us with, that's the important part. Acknowledge. I think we all acceptable to acknowledge. Even me. Um, I can tell you, I'm Mexican. I come from Mexico. Come from a family that they sometimes they was not even got enough to eat one day. God brought me so far away from Mexico, so far that I can tell you, at one time, I was fixing robot for a Husqvarna. But that's not what is matter. What matters where the knowledge comes from and what we do with the knowledge. I'll go tell you like Paul say, I give all that to be able to serve him. Because all the material things, you can say they're good, but they're not going to last. Worship him and serve him they're going to last. That's what the important part. How to, serve, how to praise him? Well, many people say, oh, I've not got no voice to praise him, to love him, to sing him. I go see why Isaiah was doing it. Isaiah 42. Forty-two, eight, and, and two, twelve. I am a Jabed. That is my name. I will not give my glory to others, or my praise to idols. The past events are indeed happening. Now I declare new events. I announce them to you before they occur. Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing his praise from the ends of the earth. You who got down to the sea with all the fields in it. You islands with you inhabitants. Let the desert and his cities shout the settlements with Kedar the well. Cry loud. Let the inhabitants of the cellar sing for joy. Let them cry out from the mountain tops. Let them give glory to the Lord and declare his praise in the islands. I don't know about you, but I don't think Isaiah was ashamed to sing God. You will say, well, he was a prophet. Yes, he was a prophet. But he was a servant of the Most High, which all of you, you put yourself under the Lordship of God and Jesus Christ. You can be a servant as much as Isaiah was. You can be another Paul. You can be anybody as long as you humble yourself and say, God, what do you want me to do? with your son, Jesus Christ. 
and he will teach you. He will show you how to worship him, how to love him, how to serve him with all your heart and all soul and mind. Hebrews 13 and 15. Therefore, through him, let us continually offer up to God a sacrifice of praise that is the fruit of our lips that confess his name. You see, somehow we use a lot of that word today. Sacrifice. Are we really sacrifice to worship him? There will be not a way that we can say we enjoy worship him. We love to get together with brothers and sisters to worship him. We, we, we can leave that part out because there's not sacrifice for us to come here in the United States and gather together with brothers and sisters. At that time, probably was because there was the youth was persecuted. There was uh, Romans on top of them all the time. There was always a, a oppression over the Israelites when they were reading this. Are we really sacrificed to come here and worship him? Are we count as a sacrifice to drive 5, 10, 20 miles together, together with brothers and sisters and sing all to our lungs and say, praise be God. To me, there should be a joy time. Time to enjoy ourselves when we humble ourselves and praise him together with brothers and sisters. That they are boys that will be above all the other brothers and sisters. That they will show that we enjoy him to worship that God that I'm talking to you about. They're not just coming out at our mouth and, and we just in the corner trying to get no bother the person beside me. We should be praising him so loud that the person beside me, that they got lower voice than me, say, okay, brother or sister, come down a little bit the way I can worship my God with all my lungs, with all my voice, with all my heart. That's how we're supposed to worship. He not, Jesus Christ, when he hung in the cross for us, he not do it halfway. And he was not ashamed to hang in the cross about everybody for a, a, to see him in the cross. He was not ashamed. We're not supposed to be ashamed neither. We're supposed to be given all because he gave all for us. I know that they probably, you think I'm a little bit running out a little bit more than one. No, it's not. We're supposed to worship him at work, at bed, in the road. Make example of yourself or myself for my children, for my friends, for my neighbors, for my brothers and sisters in Maranatha Baptist Church. We're supposed to be able to do that. 
Make God your first priority. We make God second, third, fourth, or fifth priority. Because if, if a lot of us, if somebody invites us to a birthday party, we prefer to move the, the, the worship or the, ah, I go next week to church. I'm going to go to my friend's party. Oh, my children got a football today. Let's let, let, wait. Church, they still going to be there next week. We're going to go to football game. Or whatever. Go fishing. The men go fishing, the wife go to church. Oh, she's enough. She can go worship God. Uh, me and my buddies, we go, go fishing. No. We men. I, I, I will go one step far. The reason why America is in the trouble that it is, is because we men, we step back and sit down and not even been able to guide our families and help our families to learn how to worship, how to honor God, how to be a man like David put Solomon when David was about to die. We men, most of us men, we change in wives like we change in underwear. And we say, it's her fault. Give me a divorce that there's only one side fault. We all fail to God. We all offending God. He's not divorcing us. We're still living for him, are we? We need to learn how to forgive our mistakes because God is in heaven. If we not forgive, if we got idols, the Bible consider if you got something more important than him and you put priorities over him, he considered you men idol worshipers. He considered you like you cheat on him like you were, he was in a marriage with you. Would you think of that? When you make God second priority? Oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go see Dallas Cowboys next Sunday. I'm not going to be able to come to church. Who's your priority? God forgive us because we become very selfish in this earth. And like I say, men's 90% of the blame they where America is today, how unbelievable America is today, we men are responsible because God set Jesus Christ, the head of the church, men, the head of the house, wife, ahead of the home, 
and children. You know something? Many mothers today, they're raising their children by themselves. And we wonder why there's so much crime in America. We wonder why the church is getting empty. We wonder why there's no respect for life. We wonder why we walk in the Walmart and half of the children using cuss words, halfway naked. And we wonder why. We need to step up, worship God, not just in these walls, worship God. And home, what we fix him to lay down, when we fix him to get up, when we down in the road. It's not a shame, I promise you, it's not a shame to worship God in public neither. I've been many times, I've been in the middle of Walmart, talking to people about Christ, the God they serve. That's the kind of Christians God wants, to worship him in the spirit and in truth. Not part-time. He, there's no part-times in heaven. I promise you, there's no part-times in heaven. It's always or nothing. There's only two places. I will show you the place that I want you all guys to be. I want to be right beside you. Revelation 5, 9 to 14. And I want all of you be there with me when we sing in heaven. I want to see all of you raising your voice. Holy, holy, holy God Almighty. 5, 9 to 14. And they saw a new, sung a new song. You are worthy to, to take the scroll and to open it. It seals because you are slaughter and you redeem people from for, for God by your blood from every tribe and language and people and nations. You made them a kingdom and priests to you God and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and also on the living creatures and the elders, their number was countless, thousands plus thousands and thousands. They say with a loud voice, the lamb who was slaughtered is worth to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings. And I heard every creature in heaven and earth, under the earth, on the sea and every, everything in them say bless, blessings and honor and glory and dominion to, to the one seated on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. And the four living creatures say amen and the elders fell down and worshiped him. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Giving us your entire word, Father. Father, I 
feel like I'm undeserved place to be explaining my brothers and sisters you were because that's your word father and my fear is not to serve you with all my heart soul and mind father father give my brothers and sisters in here a peace and understanding that the reason we're living in here today the reason we open the doors in Maranatha Baptist Church today because you was got a message for them and me. Your word was going to be preached. And your word is worth it. Your son, Jesus Christ, is worth to worship him, to love him, to honor him, to give us all in all that we got. Father, forgive us for many sins that we commit daily and help us to learn from your word, to understand that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God that we are his servants. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.